cloud. Okay, you ready to get started? Yeah. Okay. All right. Welcome to my channel. My name is Lisa Allistway, and I create fun, inspirational, and informational videos you can use and apply to your life. Today, we're going to be talking about yoga, and I'm super excited to introduce my new guest, and her name is Kim Goyette, also known as Meditation Mother. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks, Lee, so much for having me. I'm so grateful. You're welcome. Um, Kim holds a master's degree in exercise science and is a yoga instructor based in Austin, Texas. Kim believes yoga is for every body and it should be fun, welcoming, and leave you feeling lighthearted. Kim's Meditation Mother. YouTube channel has over a hundred plus free short yoga videos to help you connect more deeply to your mind, body, and spirit. I will be linking Kim's website as well as her YouTube channel and a yoga video we did together. On a personal side note, I have known Kim for 25 years. Um, and so she is a dear friend of mine and I have seen her go through this whole journey and I'm so happy to, uh, introduce my world to Kim Goyette, meditation mother. (laughs) Thanks, Lise. It's an honor to be here. We've known each other so long, so it's really fun to see and experience this journey that you're going through as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you have anything else you want to add to your bio background experience before we get into it? No, that's pretty good. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So Kim, why did you get into yoga? Yeah. So I was in corporate America for close to 20 years. And towards the end of that journey, I was extremely stressed out. I was commuting back and forth from Austin to Houston. I had a young family. My daughter was very little and she was always saying, mommy, you're always leaving and you're never here. And I was feeling so guilty. My job was getting more and more high stress, lots of pressure, and I just needed to unwind. So one day I thought I would go to the gym and take a yoga class. And I was not a yogi at all. In fact, it was my first introduction to yoga. And for those of you that have done yoga, you know, the last posture is Shavasana, which is a resting pose where you're just laying down, doing nothing and just absorbing all the awesome energy that you created throughout the class. And I was laying there and tears just started like pouring out of my eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. It was a significant difference from when I walked into the class to how I felt at the end of the class. And I thought to myself, I really need to share this with people. So I got inspired, went home, talked to my husband and said, I want to take the 200 hour training course. And he was Mm -hmm. like, yep, go for it. And I just started from there. Oh, fantastic. What year was that? How many years have you been teaching yoga? I've been teaching almost 12 years. 12 years. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. And you've taught, um, you teach corporate settings as well as group, as well as uh, one-on-one yoga classes. You teach the whole gamut. I do. I actually do not teach in a studio. So I do have my yoga business is called Meditation Mama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I decided when I was transitioning from corporate America to doing more of my passions that I wanted to create a world for myself where I didn't have all the ties. And when you teach in a yoga studio or you own a yoga studio, 
the yoga fun starts to melt down a little bit because you're really tied to a schedule and to all the things that you have to do behind the scenes. So I wanted to create as much freedom as possible for myself. So you're right. I do teach yoga um, at the corporate level. I teach private yoga. And then I, my absolute passion is teaching yoga retreats. Yes. Which we'll get into at the end of this. Um, okay. So one of the big things that you espouse is that yoga is for every body. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. When I was creating my brand meditation mother, the reason why <laughs> I did it was because I wanted to make it fun and lighthearted. So people could be attracted to a yoga style that wasn't so serious and that it could be for every body. So every body type, every body shape, any age, any gender, every it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. And there's different styles of yoga and people don't often know that. So they might think, Oh, I need to take a yoga class when they're not real familiar with the different styles. And they hop mm -hmm. into a class that can be pretty intimidating. Um, it might be over their head a little bit, and then they never come back. And so I wanted to make sure that people felt comfortable. They felt good to move in their own bodies, whatever that is. Every day is a little bit different. So when you show up on your mat, you might be feeling really wonderful one day and a little bit stiff the other day. And so I wanted to make sure that it reached all capacities when it came to being able to, to touch as many people as possible. Yeah, very inclusive, very good. So if somebody's just starting off with yoga, never done it, uh, what advice would you give them? Yes, so that's a great question, Lisa. So I suggest that when you're starting off with yoga, let's say you wanna hop into a group class or you go to a yoga studio, um, or maybe you go to a gym and try yoga, Hatha is a great place to start. There are so many different styles of yoga and some of them are more advanced like Hatha flow and vinyasa and all the hot yoga that's out there. And maybe that's not the great place to start because you're not really tuning into the foundation of yoga, which is what makes you comfortable. And when you walk into a class, you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. So my suggestion is to start in a beginner Hatha class. And specifically beginner, if that's offered, because the teacher will go through all the postures, how to do them, how to connect your breath with the movement, which is extremely important in yoga, and just how to tune into your own body, which is the most important thing when you do yoga. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. When you step on your mat, the class is very customized to you, and it's customized because you're customizing it right? Yes. It doesn't matter what the teacher's doing. You start to tune into your own body. You start to feel, and you know what you need. So mm -hmm. that's very, very important. Another great way to start off with yoga is to do a private lesson with someone. So mm -hmm. if there's a teacher out there that you might be attracted to, you can ask them if they do private. And that is a great way because the teacher caters the entire class around what you need, all your questions. It's mm -hmm. just you. So you don't have to worry about what anybody else is doing. And mm -hmm. that's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is, you know, you can walk into a beginner Hatha class mm -hmm. and maybe you don't connect with the teacher and that's okay. Everybody has different tastes and different likes. And so I invite you to search for a teacher that you love. There's so many different style teachings out there. So many different style of yoga classes. And so you just need to pair yourself up with what you like. Right. That, that's great advice. And, you know, you, you'll find that it's a very individualized personal journey and there's so much to it. You don't want to get overwhelmed because there's a lot of vocabulary, new vocabulary. 
new positions you're contorting your body in. And so just, you know, take your time when you get started and don't compare yourself as another, I think a real key thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, when I take a yoga class, cause I, even though I teach, I love to take because I can just really tune into myself. It's almost like I'm standing there on my mat by myself, even though there's yeah. 30 people around yeah. me because I'm just feeling I'm moving, I'm adjusting, I'm modifying for what I need, not what mm -hmm. anybody else is doing. Right. Right. Very good. Um, okay. So in your classes, I know that you talk about chakras Yeah. for the audience and people who aren't familiar with that. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it incorporates in your yoga? Yeah, absolutely. So when I took my 200 hour course, which is the basic yoga training to become a teacher, it not only went over postures and how to teach, but it was, it, I found it endlessly interesting because there's all these different spokes or off of the wheel of the center of yoga. And one of them is energy. So when you walk into a traditional class, you might walk out of the class and feel different. You might feel more energized. And one of the reasons why people come back to taking yoga, even if they don't know like the depth or the reason behind it is because yeah. they feel better. And one of the reasons why they feel better is because they're moving energy or balancing their own internal energy. Mm -hmm. And even if you aren't even familiar with the way that energy works within the body, you still know that you feel good. So chakras have to do with energy centers. That's, that's the definition of them. So in traditional yoga or other native practices, there's seven energy centers within the body, but really there's hundreds of energy centers. But when you think of the chakra system, you think of the energy centers that run straight up the body. So from your tailbone and then all the way up through the crown of your head. Mm -hmm. And these energy centers are related to different things in your life. So for instance, your root chakra, which is the very base of your tailbone is an energy center that typically is associated with the color red. And we start to work up the energy centers like we're working up the rainbow. So red, yellow, orange, green, blue, indigo, and so on. So each one that we tap into has some tools that we can work with. So let's say you're feeling kind of wonky. You wake up and you're kind of in your head a little bit and you're, and you're really just feeling out of it and a little swirly. Well, you can work with your first energy center, your root chakra to ground yourself down, to really feel supported by the earth. And so we balance those energy centers in order to feel good within our body. One thing, like, let's say we're dealing with a loss or um, some type of heartache, we can work with the heart chakra and help to open that up or to balance it or to heal it. Um, same thing with medical stuff. So if you're having gut issues, you can work with your third chakra to help balance that. Um, if you need clarity, you can work with your chakra here, here. I mean, there's so many different ways to apply it, but the chakra system in general is just an energy system. And there's a lot of different ways that you can tap into those energy centers. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Um, speaking of emotions, um, I know a lot of your videos, you are actually moving through those emotions. A lot of times when people are feeling strong emotions, they might get repressed um, and it comes out in other ways. And I love your channel because you really show, well, you know, if you're dealing with anger or sadness or whatever it might be, grief, even like there's things you can do with your body that can help you move through that emotion. Can you talk a little bit how yoga helps work through emotions? 
Yes, absolutely. So just like any other human, I feel every emotion, anger, sadness, joy, all those things. And emotions are really just energy in motion. So they're meant to be acknowledged and experienced. That's, that's the way that we perceive the world and, and exterior uh, sources. Mm-hmm. They're meant to be acknowledged and then they're meant to move through the body. So energy and motion, they move through the body and out. So it's a process. We process the emotions, then we let go of them. It's when we hold on to them that that's when they get stuck in our system. We might even feel like a a gut reaction or a broken heart or a choke, you know, feeling choked in the throat. Those are all stuck energy. And when they get stuck for a very long time, they turn to ailments. So it could be mental or physical ailments. So it's very, very important to acknowledge that you're feeling an emotion, process it in some form, and then move through it to the other side. So yoga is a great way to move energy. So we're physically moving. So it helps us to move energy. We can also direct our yoga practice to certain areas of the body. If we're working with anger, then the gut is right where we want to work. We want to burn that anger up, right? If we're working with heartache, it's the heart chakra. If we can't speak our voice, it's the throat chakra. So we can do a lot of different postures that help stimulate those areas or to balance those areas and help process emotions. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, so I know in your classes, you also do a lot of meditation, some visualization and also some breath work. So there it's very intricate. It's more than just stretching. If you've ever been to a yoga class, there's a lot of things going on. And some of it is, uh, I think subconsciously happening to us that we don't even realize it's happening to us. So can you speak on those different elements that are happening in a yoga class? Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned before, when I, when I first was taking my training, I thought, oh, cool, I'll learn all these postures to do the right way to do them and how to teach them. And as I got deeper and deeper into the class, there's so many different elements of yoga. And you mentioned some of them. One of them is breath work. So we can move a lot of energy on the breath and we don't even realize it. We can affect our mood with our breath and we don't even know that we have that tool. And so I love incorporating breath work into my yoga classes because people really feel a difference. They experience something based on breath work. And then breath work is always a great preparation for meditation. So meditation allows us to draw inward for a little bit, pause and just notice. It's not a clearing of the mind, as many people say, Um, that's impossible, very frustrating, and people stop meditating because of that concept. So what I like to think of meditation as is a pause to just take note of what's going on internally, just observing almost like, I love thinking of maybe clouds passing by and you're just acknowledging those clouds and then they dissipate. And then the next thought comes in and just observing with no judgment, you know, When I sit down to meditate, I have a monkey mind, just like everybody else, all these thoughts pop up to do lists. You know, I got to do laundry and what I'm worried about and, and all these different things pop up and that's very natural. And what meditation allows you to do is just observe what's the internal environment going on and how are we going to be affected by that throughout our day? Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, I like that you can have that feeling of present moment. Um, So you're not thinking about the past, you're not thinking about the future, you're in this moment, and that can be very stress relieving and just, you know, then you're just more maybe in a peaceful state of mind. 
Yeah. So one of the great benefits of meditation is our mind and you and I have both experienced this. It's constantly rolling. We all have thoughts constantly going on. So when we're thinking about the past, our mind is constantly working. When we're worried about the future, our mind is constantly on overdrive. Mm -hmm. It's when we're in the present moment, that's the only time our mind can rest. So imagine just even taking five minutes of rest when where mind is so used to overdrive, right? And in the present moment is where that can be. And it doesn't need to be a forced idea of meditation where we're sitting down and we're trying to clear our minds and being all woo woo and all that stuff. It doesn't have to be like that. It can just be a walk in nature. It could just be observing a bird. It could be looking at a candle and softening the eyes. I mean, there's so many different aspects of meditation that make it more tangible for people to have experiences. Yes. Another thing I like about uh, your yoga is the visualization. Um, You help kind of plant seeds and take people to another level or take them out of maybe a a negative feeling or whatever they might be going through. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about visualization? Yeah. So I absolutely love visualizations as a tool, a tool for, like you said, taking people out of their current condition. Sometimes um, if you've ever seen a child in a tantrum and they're just screaming and screaming, they can't get out of it. And then the parents whack them for a little bit and then they wake up and, you know, and get out of it. It's kind of like that we're in this tantrum of life. And sometimes we need a little bit of guidance to snap us out of that like vicious cycle, right? So guided meditations or visualizations are really great for doing that. There's all different ways that you can do guided meditations. I typically love doing them where you're visualizing yourself in nature because it takes you into the scenery. Like what does the scenery smell like? What does it feel like? How does the breeze on your skin feel? What are you sensing? So you turn on all your senses and then it takes you into the present moment, right? So it's a great tool for that. And then visualizing maybe um, that uh, things that you want to manifest is a great tool for that, for manifestation. So there's so many different aspects of visualization and you can, I like to use them at the end of my classes to bring people back to the theme of the class, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your retreats. I know you just had one, a woman's yes. retreat, uh, yes. and you typically offer these retreats in the fall and the spring. Can you talk a little bit about what these uh, retreats entail? What can people expect to, they're going to be going through and doing at your retreat? Yeah. So I'm, so I don't know if you can tell, but I'm feeling a little high for just coming off of a retreat that we had this past weekend. So, um, I, I, I personally really needed it after this crazy year of not being able to create and show up and connect with people. It was such a fabulous experience. I think all the women at this particular retreat, it was extra special because we were in such rare conditions where we couldn't be together. And so we really celebrated life. It was so wonderful. Um, I have lots of people that have come to retreats over and over and over again, and, and they are familiar with how things run, but then there's plenty of people that have, are coming for the first time mm-hmm. and they're a little nervous. They have no idea what to expect. Maybe their friend drags them to it and they're not that woo woo. And, you know, they, they don't know what to expect. So that's what happened this weekend. It's very typical. Uh, but what we do is I, my role is to make an environment that is very safe, very comfortable for people to unwind and be themselves and show up and celebrate and grow. And that's my total role. 
Mm -hmm. So I guide people through different exercises, through yoga practices, breath work, meditation, dance, celebration, all these different things. We play musical instruments. I mean, it's just, it's a full on deal. And then, and we share, and then we show up for each other. So Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm creating all that. It's the women that attend that really creates the experience Mm -hmm. and the collective energy that's, that's with all of us elevates our higher vibration. So it's a a very, very powerful experience. If you haven't done with yourself, I know you've been to several Mm -hmm. of my retreats. Mm -hmm. Um, But for those that haven't, I recommend that you just show up and just try it, get out of your comfort zone. It's very comfortable, whatever happens at the retreat stays at the retreat. (laughs) So that's another blessing in itself. And we're just all here to support each other to energize each other and to, and to grow. Yeah. And it's a, it's a weekend retreat. And, um, one other cool thing that Kim does is she brings in a health chef. And so the food is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's a great sisterhood because it's just strictly for women. So it's a very, um, welcoming environment. It's a safe environment. Um, and it's just, it's a great experience. If people get a chance, uh, you can find out about her retreats and her website that I'll be linking down below. Yeah. And also I want to mention that it is for every body because there's plenty of people that show up that have never done yoga before. You do not need to be a super yogi. There's plenty of people that are a huge age range. I have people in their seventies that go, I have people in their twenties that go Mm -hmm. and everywhere in between. So it really is for every body. And one of my favorite things at the retreat is when I see older and younger people and people from different backgrounds, all supporting each other. It's just such a beautiful experience. Yeah. And another cool little side note about Kim is that she loves to drum. And so she's a part of a drumming circle there in Austin and she'll bring that group to the retreat. And it's really therapeutic to hear the, the sounds of drums and the beat of the drum. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I absolutely love to drum. I play djembe drums and I play with a women's group and I'm so lucky that they volunteer to come every year to do a performance so that the women can dance and celebrate and move, especially after this year, you should have seen our party. It was really amazing. I saw the pictures. (laughs) Yeah, it was so fun. But, and then afterwards we have instruments for everyone and they all get to try them out and play and we do a drum circle. And it's just really that, that rhythm of the drum, there's something very tribal about it. There's something very centering and grounding. And so it can be very healing. And that's one of the reasons why I personally love to play. Mm -hmm. And again, her retreats are every fall and spring and they're in central Texas. She kind of has done it in different uh, towns in the central area of Texas. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, one coming up is October 8th and it's in Wimberley, Texas. In 2021, if you're watching this in another year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, if you really want to go to Kim's creme de la creme type of retreat, let's talk about your international retreat. And that is in Costa Rica. And you've been doing this one for how many years now? Coming up this July will be our 10th year. 10th year. That's big. 10th yeah, year anniversary. It is. So, it's the 10 year anniversary. Yeah. So Costa Rica, and I have been on her retreat in Costa Rica. It is amazing, but I'm going to let her talk about it and then I'll add my two cents. Sure. Yeah. Costa Rica. It's like, um, if you've been on any, um, it, uh, national retreats, it like takes it to a whole nother level. It's, it's, uh, pieced out on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the place that we hold it at is called Anamaya Resort, and it's tucked away in the tip of the peninsula and then the, the Nicoya Peninsula. And so it's where the jungle meets the ocean and you have everything right there. Waterfalls, you can surf, you can horseback ride, zip line, or you can just relax in a hammock by the infinity pool that is a 270 degree view overlooking the Pacific Ocean. So mm -hmm. it's the, the environment is outstanding. And then this is a very boutique hotel resort. And mm -hmm. so everything is farm to table. They have their own farms. So the food is very high vibe energy and the energy of the, the actual resort and the town is very high vibe too. So when you incorporate yoga on top of that and massage and all the other things that you do at a resort, I mean, it just takes it to a whole nother level. Yes. Um, and the way you, they have it set up, it's, it's a week long and, um, you usually, you start your day with morning yoga to kind of wake everything up. And then you have your day's activities that like Kim was talking about the surfing, the waterfall hikes, the just want to lounge by their pool. Um, and then at the end of the day, like around five before supper, they do something called restorative yoga. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, I love it. So it's an <laughs> evening candlelight yoga. It's one of my favorite styles of yoga. And the style that I teach is called yin. It's Y-I-N yoga. So this is a very beautiful practice. It looks like you're just laying there sleeping, but you're actually not. There's a lot of internal work going on inside both body and mind. And we hold postures for extended periods of time, like three to five minutes. It's all on the floor. And the benefit of holding those postures for long periods of time, the physical side is that your stretch reflex starts to relax and you start to release naturally into the postures and let go. Mm -hmm. And when you release physically, you can also release mentally. So if you have some charged energy within you or you're working through different emotions, it's a great practice to help release and mm -hmm. move through and process those emotions yeah. that we talked about. Um, and then as the sun's setting, the jungle starts to come alive and you can hear all the different sounds of the jungle. It's just really spectacular. Yeah. yeah. It, the, the yoga deck is outside. So you are seeing the whole jungle in front of you and you can hear the howling monkeys or the thunderstorms or, I mean, it's surreal is what it is. If you ever get a chance and you can make it to Costa Rica and make it to Kim's uh, retreat it will be a real treat for you if you can do it. Yeah, it's no surprise that after a whole year of not being able to travel, we have a big group that's going this year. People are ready to do. They're yes. ready to experience. They're ready to get out of town. And I'm so excited because I think just based on that, the charge of that energy is going to be a fabulous trip. Yeah, yeah. And Costa Rica is known for Pura Vida, which yeah. means pure life and Kim talked about the high vibe food. Um, the food is so fresh. I mean, you just have to go there and, and, and eat it to, to know what we're talking about, but it is the best tasting, freshest, healthiest food you're going to eat for a week. And uh, your body will just feel amazing afterwards. You will feel like you actually had a vacation. You won't need a vacation from your vacation after yeah. this retreat. <laughs> so true. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just noticed your name is not Scott, Scott Goyette. I see that oh. it down here. <laughs> I'm trying to Kim Goyette, meditation mother, but yes. must be on Scott's. Uh, that's I'm her husband. <laughs> that's her husband. And uh, that's his organization behind her. So shout out to Scott. <laughs> there we go. 
Yeah. Thanks for that catch. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to clarify. Um, Kim, do you have any closing remarks um, with regards to yoga or anything that we talked about today? Yeah, so, you know, yogis say that if you do yoga once a week, it can change your mind. And if you do yoga twice a week, it could change your body. But if you do yoga three times a week, it can change your life. And I truly believe that I've been transformed personally. I know lots of people on a yoga journey that have also been transformed both physically and mentally. And so if you're brand new to yoga, I highly suggest that you check it out. It's not for the flexible. It's just the opposite. It's for people that are open-minded that are willing to try something new, to step out of their comfort zone and to start taking their own health, both mental and physical well-being, into their own hands. So I offer that you three reach out. If you don't like the first class, try someone else or try a different style because you'll find one that suits you. Yin yoga is another great place to start and also be open just be yeah. open. If you are an advanced yogi, then great for you. Continue your practice, be consistent and really nourish yourself and tune into what you need. Yes. It, it's a great community. You just have to find your tribe and uh, your style because there's all different kinds. And um, I think you'll, you'll really enjoy it. So yeah. thank you, Kim, for thank being on my you, channel Anna. today. Thanks and, for uh, having me, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And if you guys like this uh, this uh, video, please leave a comment below and give it a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. And please uh, remember to subscribe and hit the bell to be alerted when the next video drops. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.